the indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of, from getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome, we've become a force to reckon with. Now, after years of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place we're sowing the seeds of a better way. A way with more ease, abundance, and flow. Get ready to learn about indie authorship from a whole new perspective. We're about to cover everything from releasing your poverty mentality to manifesting your millionaire author destiny. I'm Carissa Andrews, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Hi again. Welcome back to the Author Revolution Podcast. Oh, this week, I have been doing an awful lot of clearing out of things that I really don't want to do and focusing all my joy, all my love, all my heart on the things that are really lighting me up. And I'll tell you what, it's been giving me some new insights into what I want for my author career, what I want for author revolution, how I want things to be going from here on out. And I'll tell you, it all started with seeing this TikTok the other day where the woman was saying, I start every single day reminding myself, telling myself, asking the universe, please give me what I need when I need it today, all to achieve my highest and best good. Show me how good it can get. Wow, that concept just kind of blew me away. And it's not like I don't teach this thing an awful lot, right? But I loved the verbiage of that. I loved how clean and simple it was. I love that it allows us to reach for our highest good, our best selves, all the good things that we're trying to bring in, right? Without having to achieve something, without having to actually make something specific happen and just allowing the universe to surprise and delight us. I love that concept the surprise and delight. Like I love being surprised, guys. Totally. It's my favorite thing in the world. But I am a pattern sifter. I can see a surprise. I can sniff it out a mile away. It makes it very difficult for my husband. I kid you not. He can't He can't pull it off to save his life. <laughs> I don't know many people who can truly surprise the hell out of me. And that even goes to say with books. So when I get surprised and delighted, It is a wonderful feeling. It is so fantastic when I'm going, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. And I get that with books sometimes when I'm writing. If you are in your flow, if you've created a story and all of a sudden things come together in a way that you couldn't have even plotted, oh, is there any better feeling than that? Seriously, it's amazing. That's kind of how I felt when I got that idea for four books, five days. I was literally just thinking about all the different things I could do and what I could do for the three-day plan your series challenge to make it cooler. And the idea came whooshing in. It was like this inspired guidance that just was amazing. Now, here's the thing though. It all came to me when I wasn't stressing over anything. I wasn't pushing on anything. I wasn't expecting anything. In fact, I was just chilling out in the bath and I was looking at the sky and the beautiful trees and the way that The sunlight was flitting in through the window. I was just hanging out. I wasn't doing anything. And the idea came whooshing in. That is true power and intention, inspired guidance, and all the things wrapped up in one, right? It feels so good when that happens. And now, here's something I want you to consider, because this is something I've considered for a long time. I probably mentioned it on the podcast in passing, 
But I wanted to dedicate an episode today because I think so many authors are doing this wrong. We are short-circuiting our connection to inspired guidance when we have too many things going on. (laughs) I know it sounds counterintuitive, but sometimes you achieve your best good, you achieve your highest good, you achieve all the good things you want in life when you let go of the things you don't really need to be focusing on. When you let go of the things that are causing you stress or worry or heartache or all the things, right? And now, Indie authors have a ton of hats. We've talked about this. There's a podcast episode about it. But we don't have to do everything. We could hypothetically let it all go. We could hypothetically just focus on our books. We could hypothetically just focus on speaking with our audience and enjoying that space. We could hypothetically just focus on whatever is bringing us joy and not worry about all the other hats. There are authors who are killing it out there and they're not running ads. There are authors who are killing it out there and they're not on social media. (laughs) There are others out there and they don't have a newsletter and they're killing it anyway. So whatever stories we tell ourselves, it doesn't have to be that way. Like that doesn't have to be our story. We don't have to do it any particular way. What we do need to do is start allowing ourselves a little bit more time to play in the creative energies that bring us these great ideas, right? That bring us our imagination and help us to feel passionate and joy toward our stories. Because that, I will guarantee you, is where you started when you first became an author. It wasn't all these things that now are clouding your vision that you now know have to happen in order to be a full-time author, a millionaire author, or whatever. It was that wonderful joy connecting to your muse, connecting to your inspired guidance, your universe, whatever, that was giving you the most incredible, exhilarating ideas. And those ideas are what sustained you and got you to this point. Now, I know for me, there was definitely a time where I let go of that happiness, like that exhilaration and joy in pursuit of trying to figure out how to make this thing work. I'm a double Virgo. I can figure this thing out. Like there has never been an assignment (laughs) that I can figure out until authorhood. Oh, I'll tell you what. This has always had challenges to me that I didn't realize I needed to overcome. And one of them in specific has been learning to connect with others and be okay connecting with others and lean on others for support. I'll tell you, that does not come naturally to me. I'm the oldest child. I was always the one that was helping around the house. I was always the one helping my brothers, my parents, whatever. And I could perceive and see all the things that were going on and what needed to get done, probably because I had a lot of responsibilities far too young. My parents were very young when they had me. They were 18. So they were just kids themselves. And so lately, I've been reading Advantage from Joe Solari, and I've been trying to wrap my head around this concept of cumulative advantage and understanding what makes communities tick, what makes our, you know, hearts sing and want to really latch onto a brand or a person or a book or a series, it's really fascinating to me because obviously the mind has always been fascinating to me anyway. So it doesn't matter if it's psychology or if it's manifestation, if it's just the way our brains work, that's always been super cool to me. It's been just a place that I love to kind of conceptualize and play around with and think about. And so this idea of authorship not being easy, I mean, and 
from the outside, maybe it looks easy. Like it looks like I'm doing a fantastic job. I'm everywhere, right? But there are parts of it that still feel hard. There are parts of it that feel still like I'm trying to break through. I'm still trying to get to that next level. And I know you're probably feeling that way too. We're all in this and we're all trying to break through to that next level. We're all still trying to grow and see where this indie authorship goes. And part of that's fun. Part of it is about exploring and seeing what's capable, you know, what's possible, what we're capable of, all of those things. But there's always that little bit of, of disconnect. And I feel like part of that has to do with doing all the things. When we have too many things that we're doing, when we have all the to-do lists on our plates, our energy is diffused and we're not focusing on the one thing that really matters, whatever that might be. Maybe it's actually your family and you're not giving the thing the attention it deserves. Or maybe it's your book that you're trying to write right now, but you're trying to do your social media, you're trying to create a new website, you're trying to do all the things, right? Sound familiar? But it's keeping you from doing the one thing that you know you want to do, the one thing that you're being called to do. So I want you to be thinking about, at least for a little bit this week or just today if you want, is there anything that you can let go of? Anything that if you were to just cast it off and say, hey, universe, I need some more space in my week. Can you handle this thing? Figure out how to get it done without me having to do it. I would really appreciate it. Hand it off like they're a PA and walk away and start focusing on that space and having more space, more creative space to allow ideas to come in that maybe you aren't actively seeking, right? So your story ideas, if you're stuck, if you're feeling like things aren't working, walk away for a bit, take a a walk and and go do something completely different. Take a bath (laughs) and just let your mind wander. Don't focus on the thing that is keeping you stuck, but just do something else and watch how the universe does help you, how it will shift things around, how it will give you insights how your subconscious mind will latch onto the idea and run with it and give you some really cool things to work with. It's like your direct connection to ChatGPT, for instance. Like you are asking the universe, what do I need? Like, how do I make this thing work? And you're just sitting back while it collects all the cooperative data and then delivers it to you. And that's one of the cool things about being a creative. Like we have this innate desire, this innate need to tap into the creative forces of the universe. And we have strengthened the neural pathways to make this happen. We've strengthened our connection through our our innovations, through our imagination, through our use of words, through our reading experiences, all the things, right? And so we are capable of having and doing and being whatever we want. We just sometimes have to get out of our own way. And I love to check off a good to-do list. I'm, don't even get me started on that. Like, I love it. I love being able to put things down and being able to check it off. But sometimes it really helps to just take some space. Now, in the beginning of this podcast, that, like the actual podcast itself, not the episode, I remember having to describe, like, it, I just felt a need to, to say, guys, we need to take breaks, <laughs> right? We need to take those vacation times, schedule them on your calendar, because otherwise we don't do it. We get so like hyper-focused on trying to win the game, trying to get the books out there, trying to publish all the things, trying to become the full-time author, trying to make it happen faster, trying to force, 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 effort, effort, effort. But if we don't 
give ourselves permission to slow down, if we don't give ourselves permission to take that break, to take that vacation, to take the afternoon off and just hang out because that's what your kid wants to do and watch Miss Americana for like the 900th time. Yes, that was me yesterday with my daughter. She actually made me, well, she didn't make me. Okay, I lied. She, she asked me to watch Miss Americana with her. So I said yes, because I know she wanted that connection, right? And it's important to me to connect to my kids on that level. It's important for me to let them know that I am here and I understand who they are and who they are now. So I went ahead and did that. But I know the old me, the old me would have freaked out. It would have been like, oh my God, you're making me stop working an hour early. <laughs> and then I have dinner and I have this thing. And I have to create and all the things where the Carissa of me yesterday, at least was like, sure, let's go watch it. I can, I can take this time and we're going to just hang out and have mom and daughter time. Yes, absolutely. Let's do this thing. So I want you to consider where in your life can you soften? Where in your life, especially your author career, can you let go of some of the tasks that you're doing? Can you pass them off to a PA? Can you hire someone to do something if you really think it needs to be done? Can you, you know, give yourself a longer deadline? Can you schedule in your days time to just be? Time to just vision out what's happening. Time to just think and play around with ideas. That's one of the things I've started to do as well. Like on my calendar, I will block out specific times where it's my visionary time. I just sit down and I think about all the things that I'm trying to create, all the projects I'm working on, all the different things I'm doing, and vision out what needs to be done here. Like these are the big projects. Is there anything I'm missing? Anything I think could make this even better? And I'm not perfect because I still have a lot of things on my plate too. I'm not one to like say, don't have a lot of things on your plate. I like that though. I like having different types of projects moving so that I'm not always doing the same exact thing. Like that, that bores me <laughs> to pieces. I hate doing the same thing over and over and over, even if it's writing. And I love writing, even if it's creating a course. And I love creating courses. I like the concept of bouncing around to different types of things because it keeps my days fresh. It keeps my mind fresh. It keeps me doing different things. And so I like that concept of it. Now, when I feel like I need the focus and I need to stay on track, I, I knuckle down and I do that, right? So if, if I have a book and it has a deadline and I need to make it happen, I will shut everything else out and just focus on the one thing. I know when I have to do that versus when I don't have to, and I can just play around and enjoy the different days for what they are. What I'm trying to say is I want you to think about your days and are you feeling good about your author career? Are you feeling good about where you're going? Are you feeling connected to your inner guidance, that inspired guidance that is telling you this is how the story could go? This is the next series you should write. Ooh, this is the next character you need to create. Like, are you listening to those internal nudges? Or is it all being drowned out by your to-do list? Is it all being drowned out by all the things you say you have to do because you think they have to get done? We have this, especially in the United States, this idea that doing more means you're more validated, that you are you know, a better part of society, that you are functioning in a way that is better than other people. And that's not the case. We need the space to be able to perceive we need the space to be able to get the guidance. We need the space to be able to play around with our thoughts and ideas. And if you are one of those people who are dreamers and people are always telling you, you dream too much, you're not doing enough action, 
you're doing exactly what you need to be doing too. You are already trusting your intuition, your guidance, your imagination to help you create. Now you do need to at some point take the inspired action, meaning that the action part of it is a key factor, right? So for me, I have activator is one of my top strengths. And when I get the idea, I don't sit around on it very long. (laughs) That's probably part of the reason why I have six different projects going at any given moment in time, because I love the idea and I will take action. And part of that comes from the idea of my dad and the way that he was when I was growing up. He was always a, an idea guy. He loved his ideas, but he would never follow through. It drove me bonkers. Now, whether or not I created the activator strength because of that, or whether it was just innate, I'm not sure. It could just be the way that I'm built. But I know that about myself. I know that if I get the idea, I'm going to run with it. I'm going to see how it plays out because that's who I am. And so if you don't have Activator high up on your list of strengths, you should take a look. You should talk to Becca Syme, who, by the way, is going to be on the podcast next week, and talk to her and figure out what your strengths are and how to best leverage who you are and how you work and how your brain works and how all the things come together to make you, the author you're meant to be, help you create the author platform you're meant to have. And so it's all of these things are really just my way of saying, hey, look, we get to be us. We get to do what we want to do. And we don't have to feel pressured to do all the things all the time. Having that downtime and having to step away in the afternoon or for an hour is not going to kill you, right? Being able to embrace the balance of what this authorship looks like. Now that's key. That thing is really important. And I want you to definitely think about what you can do to make that a part of your everyday life. Can you be the author who has balance, who knows when it's a a day to write and to focus on all the things, and who knows when it's okay to take a step back and just listen for your inspired guidance? Can you do that? I know it's something I'm working on. (laughs) It's definitely something that I am incorporating more and more every single day. And a good portion of that has to do with like the amazing group of women and men who are part of the Millionaire Author Manifestation course. Because, you know, once people have come into the course, there is this monthly call that we do every single month. It's called the Millionaire Author Squad. And we just had it yesterday. So it's on my mind. But it's so wonderful to connect and talk to people who are in the same place. So our last call yesterday was with three of the women and we were talking about, you know, our author careers and how like having meditations and having, you know, the tools to be able to get our mindset in the right place has been so crucial for them this year. And for myself as well, like we have hypnoses from Tammy Tyree and they're so powerful that they just help you, especially when you're having bad days or you're having like those frantic, overwhelmed days or those burnout days. When you have tools in place and you know how to use them and you can create the space you need, now all of a sudden you are able to function a lot more healthily for starters, but function in a way that taps you into the creative sources that you are already searching for. Like I think authors, as we write our stuff, we're I don't know about you, but here's how it feels to me. When I'm writing and I'm writing something that's really cool and I love the way it's connecting and everything is coming together, there's an excitement there 
that I am tapping into something special. I'm tapping into something and I'm putting it together in a way that no one else has thought to do it. And that makes this idea special. I'm not really necessarily thinking about what the audience is going to think about it or, you know, whether or not my biggest fans are going to love it. I kind of already innately know that they will. And so for me, it's more about like, I love this idea. It's the idea of the idea. Does that make sense? I love that moment when those cool things come together and it's just magical and it feels magical. But that doesn't happen when you're forcing, right? And I think that's part of the reason why we've got the plotters and the pantsers, because I think the pantsers love that, that beautiful, magical moment where the plotters, they like to know what's coming so they can get it done. They can write it faster, but it doesn't mean that they're not allowing in the creative juices, right? Those plotters, I'm hybridized. Like I will plot out to the degree where I feel comfortable in knowing where the story is going but then I open it up to whatever happens. That's why with Midlife Wolfmate, I had to change it, change the ending four different times. It just flowed and it was doing its own thing. And I allowed it the space to create what it was meant to create, how it was meant to come through, how it was meant to be told. And so <laughs> I definitely didn't think it was going to go the way it did, but it did. And so allowing the space to just take in what is meant to happen can really elevate your writing, it can elevate your intuition, it can elevate your imagination, and it keeps you in that happy place where this is fun. We don't want your author career to get to a place where you're like, oh, I'm going to write another book. Ugh. And I definitely got to that place a couple of times, trust me. It's not a cool place to be. It doesn't feel good. And we want this whole thing to feel great. We want this whole thing to feel like we are powerful and in control of our careers and in control of what we get to write because that's where the fun is. <laughs> Do you feel me? As you can tell, I've been thinking an awful lot about all of this. It's just been super interesting after reading Advantage and I'm reading Superfans. And so I'm, I'm getting an idea and a vibe of like how this all gets to flow. And what, how do I want it to work for me? Like, how do I want my community to be built? That's not something that I've been very great at. I'm not going to lie. Community building isn't a strength of mine. Like I am not, um, I don't know what the word is or what the strength is. So if you guys know, let me know. But there's a definitely a strength where that connectiveness is like innate. Like my my PA and friend Jenny, she can connect people like nobody's freaking business. It's insane. She can like be like, hey, how's it going? My name's Jenny. How do you like to do X, Y, Z? And the next thing you know, they're best friends. I, I don't even know how she does that. I'm not like that. <laughs> and so community building, while you're obviously in my community, we don't talk on a daily basis, most likely. I don't know you are listening every single week if you don't tell me. I don't know that you're communicating to your friends that you liked XYZ podcast episode if you don't tell me. So I'm out here kind of in my own little bubble going, I hope people like this episode. I hope people like what I'm saying. I hope people understand what it is I'm trying to explain to them. <laughs> I hope people get it. So Hint, hint, you know, this person needs validation sometimes. So feel free to leave reviews on like one of the podcast platforms. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> shameless self-promotion there. Okay, so anyway, I like the concept of being a part of this bigger community, of being a part of a found family. And as a number one relater, that is one of my strengths, right? So number one relater, I like having close relationships. And so it's hard for me to do that with a large community. Because I want to get to know everyone then. I want to understand them on a deeper level. And it's very hard to have surface level relationships. 
So with all of this in mind, I've been in the process of creating some new things, new communities inside of like my platform to be able to help, I don't know, connect better with the students who are in the programs and being able to have a, a more personal touch, I guess. But it's still like hard for me. It's still, uh, for whatever reason, difficult to see how it me- needs to come together. And I know that the how is the problem. My brain wants to understand how this works. My brain wants to understand how to make those connections. My brain wants to understand how to make it like work. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to get it. And you know, reading those books like Superfans and the Advantage book from Joe Solari, they're helping me to understand why they're important, but they're not necessarily helping me understand how to create it. And so if any of you are hearing this rambling that I'm doing right now and are like, hey, I love what you're doing and I like to work with the community and I like to build community. It's one of my strengths. It's the most awesome thing. Reach out to me, carissa at authorevolution.org. I'm actually trying to find people who are interested in just being like community activists or you know community leaders inside the communities. And if you're a student, it'd be really helpful to have you Talk with the, the other students, like get engagement or get like conversations going. And I am absolutely willing to like give you access to courses, have one-on-one conversations, um, you know, all the things. We can talk about all the things. But if you're interested, email me. Let me know because I am trying to find the best way to make this happen. And I know that I am not the only person that can do this. As much as I love to respond and I love to give advice that way, that initiation spark, that one where it's like I'm constantly on or turned on into the like the conversation mode, that's just not me. I love being in the trenches, working on the projects, working on the things, getting them ready for you, doing what I need to do, and then having those deeper conversations like during the, you know, the Millionaire Author Squad calls or the rapid release roadmap calls, like where we're actually having a conversation and I know your faces and I like that. I like that connection so much. And it's the harder conversations, the ones where we have to like ping back and forth. And I don't know you really. And I'm trying to know you. And my brain wants to get to know you better, but it can't because I don't know a whole lot. And if I dug really deep, then now I'm not doing my work. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like that is literally like an insight into my brain. So, at any rate, there is a new community that's in the process of being built in the academy platform. And so if you're a student of Millionaire Author Manifestation or Rapid Release Roadmap, you're going to be seeing those popping up soon if you haven't already. So it's going to be called the Author Revolution Collective is the community itself, like where the um, insights are going to be found. So like if you look at Facebook, Facebook is the community, right? But the group, like if you go to your different groups, like Wide for the Win is a group. And Author Revolution Online Community on Facebook is a group where here it's so far I have the two groups. I've got the Millionaire Author Squad. Those are for the people who are in Millionaire Author Manifestation. And then I've got the Rapid Release Roadmap Students. But I'm thinking of a better name. Like we got to come up with a better name than that, right? I don't know what it should be yet. I'm going to brainstorm. But for right now, that's (laughs) that's what it's called. And you're going to have access to each other. So you'll have access to communicate back and forth like on Facebook, but it's off-site. It's no longer on Facebook. It's in this own little world and we can have conversations. We, ha- we can have Q&As. I can do lives right there inside the community. Um, it does push notifications to let you know when we're going live. It does 
all sorts of things. It's actually really, really a cool app. And so it's like having our own community app for like the courses. And it's just, it's phenomenal. It's so much fun. So at any rate, if you're a student of either one of those courses, make sure you're looking out for that. It's going to be coming to you soon if you have not already seen it. And these are the things that I'm talking about, though, like the ways that we can innovate and we can change. They come to you when you take a step back and you allow the universe and allow the inspired guidance to come. And I wouldn't have ever had any idea about the, the community stuff had I not been playing around with it for the Millionaire Author Squad, the Millionaire Author Manifestation course, and then decided this past week, let's see how this live functionality works. And it was so much fun to play around with it and get the idea of, oh, this is how this works. Oh, okay, I get it. And now when we do the four books, five days course, I'm going to be able to have a live right there inside it. And it's not going to be, <laughs> it's not going to be capped at 100 because it goes to 200. How amazing is that? We. So it's like all these things that are coming together and it's just, it's so much fun. And it's all because of the space I allowed in and started to create. And so I wanted to share that with you this week. And I wanted you to think about what do you need to create? What space do you need to create in your life? All right. Okay, so if you'd like to download the transcript to today's podcast episode, you can head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 197, and you can download it there. I will also have a couple of links to the books that I talked about. So Superfans and Advantage from Joe Solari. Pat, Pat Flynn is the author of Superfans. And then on top of it, I will make sure that there's a link to Four Books, Five Days. If you have not yet signed up for that course, guys, I am floored by how many people have already signed up to this course. I thought for sure it was going to be a little bit questionable because I know there's a lot of AI mm, anxiety out there. Let's just put it that way. But you, you, my friends, are awesome. It feels to me, I have the best audience. I truly do. You guys are like cutting edge authors. You're innovators. You are ready to take on things without fear. And I love that so freaking much. You have no idea. It makes my heart so happy to see so many of you joining on board on this course and getting excited about how to plan a series with AI and not being afraid to test it out. Oh, you guys, seriously, chef's kiss. I'm so happy about that. That's (laughs) something my daughter's been doing lately. I have totally have co-opted it. Anyway, long story short, it's going to be amazing. There are so many of you signed up. I am just so thrilled at how many of you in this audience are excited to get on this this bandwagon. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I've been working on all of the content for that. I've been figuring out my videos and how they're going to work. It's going to be amazing. And now next week, we're going to have, like I said, Becca Simon is coming on the podcast episode. We are going to be talking about all things Clifton Strengths. And she, oh, she's just an amazing person anyway. I love her to pieces. So at any rate, we're going to have a great conversation coming at you next week. Be prepared for that. And in the meantime, get your words on the page, man. Go do your writing, get your projects done, but include some time off too, okay? Create some space, add it to your calendar if you have to, and go forth and start your author revolution.
This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people. Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast's Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.